Dropping in D-Holes. This is uh, DJ Omar Khan. I'm just waiting for Dave, so I thought uh, I uh, stuck this podcast off with uh, my favorite Cure song in anticipation for uh, the Daydream Festival that's happening in Pasadena on August 31st, which I'm very excited about. Hey, Dave. Hey. Okay. I'm listening to some Cure. Why? Because they're playing later this month, and uh, this is my favorite are? Cure song. Wait, let me guess. This is uh, jumping somebody else's train. No, not, not even close. I love that song too, by the way, though. This is uh, crying in the dark. No, there was a huge clue right there. Love cats. No. A forest. That's the name of the song, A Forest. That's not a song. It is a song. Really? Yeah. But uh, I figure the B-holes might, I mean, you probably have a better uh, recollection of what happened. One of the most traumatic days in history of my, <laughs> my entire life. Oh, damn. We're just getting into it. Huh? Uh, yeah, because uh, it sucked for me. It this was, was really cool, by the way. Which, some of you have listened to the Kevin and Bean show, and there's a story um, about me at a Cure show. It was when uh, we used to do this thing called the Le- Levi's Miller Lite Inland Invasion. Levi, uh, what was it? Some of them were Levi's. Some of them were not. Uh, it was just called the Inland Invasion. Yeah, so it was a yeah. series K-Rock's of concerts. K-Rock's Inland Invasion. Yeah, we did it for about six six years, I want to say. Um, and a tremendous Unbelievable lineups, dude! The first time we've ever had Muse, they opened up the show. Oh no way, Muse! That was a, one of the first times I actually saw Arcade Fire, and they were like the third band. Yeah, I'm but, like, what is happening? Yeah, remember, like everyone's like, what the hell is this chick playing? A, a, a is that a football helmet? And they look like a bunch of like nerd kids, like band kids, and everybody was just like a flipping out, like on how good they were. Yeah, it, it really shocked <clears> me. But there was a uh, one of them. It was an '80s theme. Uh, just if you're like a huge '80s music. Music fan, they they play. Do you have the lineup there? Uh, sort of. Yeah, here we go. Okay. It was K Rock's Inland Invasion Three, The Cure, Duran Duran, Violent Femmes, Jesus. Echo and the Bunnymen, Dashboard Confessional, Psychedelic Furs, Hot Hot Heat, Bow Wow Wow, Interpol, uh, General Public, Oh my God, Fountains of Wayne, Soft Cell, Berlin, Jesus. and Flocks of Seagulls. Wow. Flock of Seagulls. Wow. Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> That's an amazing lineup. That is a crazy lineup. Yeah. It took place uh, September 20th, 2003. 2003, wow. Three. So, yeah, The Cure, one of my favorite bands of all time, or uh, actually my favorite band of all time, and uh, so excited to see them. And my wife and I just, we ended up, uh, you know, girlfriend at the time, we ended up getting in some sort of fight. I have no idea what now. It was Let so me long guess, ago, there was right? alcohol involved. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> because these days were long, by the way. Yeah, these, absolutely. These were epic days because oh, listen, listen, look at that lineup. Yeah. And, and the day started at like noon. Yeah. And the cure didn't go on until like 10 p.m. Oh, boy. And uh, yeah, had been drinking. We got in this big old fight. She ended up going with her friends and like <laughs> leaving and going to the hotel. And I was just like, Ah, like I got all sad and uh, ended up going back to the hotel. And luckily, I still had my uh, wits about me enough where I was like, there's no way I can drive. So I think what I did was I put my cars in because uh, I always heard that, that the rumor that even if you're drunk in your car and you put your keys in the trunk, I heard that even if you do that, you, it, all that all that it matters is that you're behind the wheel. Really? So that, that's what I've heard. I always thought it was the key in the ignition. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because that insinuates you're driving. So I yeah. don't know. So I did, but I did not want to take any chances. Yeah. So I just lay down right next to my car. Because <laughs> Not so, even in your car. Oh, it was not in my car. I, I lay down right next to my car and I passed out. In the parking lot hey, look, of- Better safe than sorry. Yeah, at the Marriott or wherever we were staying. Yeah. And so this is probably around 11, maybe midnight, something like that. And I'm surprised that nobody saw me and kicked me or anything, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine. I never knew, by the way, that you were outside of your car. I was outside I of my car. I always assumed you were in the back seat. Nope. But I can imagine someone walking by and seeing this dude just pass out and going, that's eh, normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Dave, pick up the story while I'm passed out drunk. What's happening? Well, let me set this up by saying, as you can imagine, this is not the lineup for me. This was not. This is not what what I was uh, I was into at the time. Mm-hmm. So I went for enjoyed a party, but what I enjoyed the most was the hotel. And for some reason, I, every weenie roast, every acoustic Christmas, I enjoyed the swimming pool. You love swimming. I love the swimming pools. Yeah, yeah the swimming pools, the sauna, the jacuzzis, everything. So I I leave the show early, go back, take a swim. The pool closes obviously because it's freaking late. And I'm in a towel walking back to my hotel room, and I see this guy playing the piano. And it's Robert Smith. That's so bizarre to imagine just a dude in a hotel randomly playing the piano. Let's yeah. just picture that. It's like probably midnight, 1230. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's just tinkling just the ivories. Play, yeah. And what? you're like, wait a minute. That's was, Robert Smith. Yeah, I was like, I, I did a double take. And yeah. by the way, mind you, not a huge fan like you are. Like mm-hmm. I just like I know who Robert Smith is, and and I I like the Cure, and I think yeah. they're cool. And, and so I was like, so is this Hi. in the lobby or this is like, remember this this hotel had this big long like ballroom type uh, lobby. Okay, it was huge. Yeah. So uh, he's just playing along, and then you know I are go, there people around nope. or uh-uh. no people around no one around just okay. him and, and I go hey Robert Smith mind you I'm in a t-shirt and a towel yeah. wrapped around my waist <laughs> yeah. because, and water socks uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just this dark I'm like hey Robert Smith what's going on and he's all like oh here you know there was supposed to be a K-Rock party and I can't find it and I was like Oh, I don't know of a party. He goes, yeah, they were supposed to get a set up a room and and uh, like a ballroom and, and like after hours, so like an after party, like an after party, yeah, right, uh, like an official one, right, yeah. for them and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know nothing about that, man. I was like, but if you want a party, you know, I got some beers. You want a party? Come up to my room. And he's all like, yeah, <laughs> okay. You're, you're saying that like super casual. You're like, totally. hey, hey, bro, like you want to party? You, I have like a bottle of like vodka. What's it? Yeah, that, oh, not, not even like that's right. nothing. There was you, there was a scramble, right, to get booze or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a scramble. So and I knew like our friend James Jimmy Jam at the time. He was always the one who brings the party. So yeah. so he had a big cooler in his room. I knew for a fact. <laughs> yeah. So then he, <laughs> I call him up. I'm like, Yo, dude, I need your I need to come to your room and get your cooler. Yeah. Uh, Robert Smith is coming to my room. And mind you, <laughs> Robert Smith is like, yo, give me 15 minutes. I'll go up with yeah. you. All right. So cool. So I give him my room number. I, I go get, you know, the, the cooler from James. I'm waking him up, him. and so his, his, For his, me, like even well, at by that the way, point, I'm thinking uh, Robert Smith is probably, now that he left, he's probably, I'm guessing. He's not going to come. Exactly. He's not yeah. going to come. But yeah. I got to be prepared totally. just in case. Totally. And, and that, you know what's craziest is that knowing that our friends and how, why was everyone in their rooms at this time? So, yeah, it's so, barely the show has just yeah, finished. Yeah, like, so, uh, like, but you know what? It, this is a super long, long day. day. Yeah. yeah. So I go, I I, I grab the. Uh, there's a guy sleeping in there. I just pull the the cooler out, go to my room. 
I start like the, 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 I had a two, a, a double and I start like cleaning up and I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. So I move the bed over so I could put the cooler Mind there. You, Dave <laughs> doesn't have a suite. No, it's this like is a little itty bitty room. room. <laughs> it's a little itty bitty room. So then I, I hear, Hey, it's, it's Robert Smith. Oh I'm like, holy God, crap, with the security guard. That's so crazy. With the security guard. He's Whoa. all like, here I am. And so I added, he invited a couple people. Okay. So, all right, cool. And so he's, he's like, I hope. You don't mind? I'm like, dude, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. So then I call. So I start calling people, and then he starts asking, "Where's Warden? Our old, oh, uh, our really? old music director, yeah. Lisa Who's Warden, the biggest Cure fan." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then uh, he's all like, "Can you get her?" And I was oh, like, "I think I remember part of this." I story. was like, "Okay, cool." So I call front desk. I'm like, "Hey, can you transfer me to, to Warden's room, please?" Yeah. And she answers, "Hello." She was asleep, right? Yeah. Oh and I'm my like, god! Hey, Lisa, uh, Robert Smith is in my room. <laughs> And uh, he's asking for you, so can you come here now? Yeah. And she's like, Dave, this is not funny. No! You better not be messing with me. <laughs> this is not funny. And I'm like, no, Lisa, I, I wouldn't joke no, around. No, she's, she's, your, yeah. she's your boss. She's my boss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, Lisa, I would not mess around. Robert yeah. Smith is asking. He's in my room, and he's asking for you. So he, <laughs> so she gets up and comes in, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's Robert Smith. I was like, yes, Robert Smith. So now the party's growing oh even bigger. God. So we're getting loud, right? Yeah. Then I get another. Yeah, it's it's the hotel hotel manager. Uh-huh. And I, I walk outside. And by the way, I've been dealing with the hotel manager all weekend because uh-huh. we've been loud. Okay. And so he comes in. He's like, hey, you guys are loud. I'm getting complaints with Amber. I was like, dude, I have an artist in my room. Yeah. Um, so we're going to party for a bit. So it's cool, all right? And, and he's all like. Wow, I'm getting complaints. I was like, dude, they'll understand. It's cool. <laughs> so he leaves and he's like, all right, but try to keep it down. I was like, all right, you got it. Uh-huh. And this is around one o'clock. So now it cuts to like three o'clock and everybody's in my room. Oh my but God. I, this whole time, yeah. I'm calling you because you were one out. of my first yeah. people that I called. I'm like, Robert Smith is in my room. You get here. I called you, no, I swear, I think 10 times. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, Here's another funny moment from that night because at this point I cleared out. I just took apart my beds okay. because there was too many people. Right, and I had security uh, in the room with them. These freaking girls found out that Robert Smith was in my room. They come over like these stalkers, girls, these fangirls, uh-huh. and and I asked Robert, "Is it cool if they're around?" Yeah, and then people start asking for cocaine, okay. and like I was like, "Ah, I could try to find some." Oh, I ask around, of course, God. I find some, you oh. know, uh, and then uh, another knock on the door. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, how can I help you, dude? Uh, hi, uh, I'm here for the party. Yeah, you know it's a little packed, man. I just no, no more people. I, I can't have anyone in my, my room. I'm in the band. No, you're not. It, it, no, you're not. Some skinny guy, dude. And he's like, "What's your name?" And I think it was Paul. Roger. Roger. Yeah. Roger. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I was like, no. ah, hold on. A and then and did, I close the door. By the way, I close the door on him. Did you get Robert Smith to vouch for him, or what? I go, do? "Hey, there's a Roger outside." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, our guitar player." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." Oh my so I'm like, "Oh, hey, Roger, come on in." And, and then, of course, they know each other. He's, like, <sighs> he's in the band. And in what world? I was like, "Who called him?" Who called him and told him my number? So then the party, dude, the party went on till about like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And this and Robert smoking in my room. I don't even care. The manager comes by like three times. I have to go talk to him. I was like, look, it's a really big deal that we're just having a good time. If anyone complains, just tell them that. We'll, we'll quiet it out. This would have been the best night of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It even w- better than when my children were born. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And he was so cool, dude, oh, talking to everybody in the God. room. And it, like he was just 
having a good time and and just smoking cigarettes all willy nilly like like uh, my room probably stunk. I I don't I don't even know if I got charged for like the cleaning room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he finally left. It thanked me for for hosting and. And uh, I felt like such a loser when I woke yeah, up. Yeah, and I was like, I was, it was like about five a.m. The like, you know, the sun was rising. Yeah, and I and, and by the way, this is when I lived in L.A. and I didn't have a room. That's why I had to drive back. Oh. I didn't have a room. So uh, yeah, so from uh, it was in actually the hotel was in Rancho Cucamonga where I live now, and I had to yeah. drive to L.A. And I, I mean, was technically just like, oh, it was Ontario, damn. but Ontario, yeah, yeah but it was border. right before Rancho, yeah. 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 But uh, that's far. But um, I remember our other friend Oso, who was a huge fan, and he's yeah. a giant guy, was just like in love, like a little puppy dog falling around. He's like, dude, it's Robert Smith. This is the coolest night of my life. <laughs> I was like, I wish Omar was here. Yep. So that was uh, that was my night partying with Robert Smith. I wonder if that and mind was- you, I'm still in my trunks. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> wet. I wonder if me passing out though was probably better than me going and being like, what the hell am I going to say to Robert Smith? You know what I mean? Dude. Am I am I just going to be like a wallflower and be too scared? Because what am I really going to say? I'm like, oh yeah, I love your music. I think that I think that would be the very first moment you met him. Like, do um, you stand? You know, you're a big fan. You're like, yeah. You're but like, I wouldn't want to do that dude, because dude, you know like, what I mean. You know, but I think knowing you back then, yeah. you would have, uh, especially drunk you would have oh, been man. like, yeah, Robert, I Super love you. Blah, blah, blah. But then as you realize. As we're hanging out for three, four hours, that's a long time. It's just chill and everyone's yeah. cool. I, you would have probably freaked out over Roger too. Yeah, yeah, you know. I did meet Robert Smith twice. I met him twice. So one, one, the first time was because Kevin Ryder from the Kevin and Bean Show was so nice enough to, uh, you know, say hey, he needed a producer because Robert Smith was doing something for the Late Show, I believe, or the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, I believe. They're wow. they're performing there and. Uh, Robert Smith was in, nice enough to tell K Rock, he's like, Yeah, if you send somebody down here, you know, we could tape an interview at my dressing room. Oh, cool. So Kevin's all like, You want to go? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, Okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. So he said that he needed, you know, an engineer to record the interview. And uh, I think I said like two words to him that's at the first time. <laughs> the second time they played, I believe it's. Um, it was the Home Depot Center, but before it was called something else. I forget it what it was, was called. Uh, yeah, Whatever it was. Yeah. The so, Velodrome? No, I'm not was, sure. That was before yeah. Home Depot Center. But. Um, so they played there, and everybody, it was rumored that they were going to have this uh, party, and Robert Smith and the whole band was going to show up, right? So me and my wife were, you know, just standing around, just kind of like, you know, seeing if uh, they were going to arrive anytime soon. And I think the show ended like at 11 p.m. Midnight rolls around. Everybody's kind of like wondering, oh, man, are they going to show or not? And, and then 1 a.m. rolls around. And then we're, we're ready to call it quits. <laughs> it's late. It's late. So then we're legit like walking towards the elevator. The elevator doors open. And guess who pops out? Uh, Robert Smith. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking uh, John Rivers. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, and he, he pops out. And I'm like... Like a dumbass, Robert Smith, and he's all like, like, like he, he he's a smartass. He's a yeah. genuine smartass. He's all, oh hello, and he just walks right past <laughs> me. He's like, not this, <laughs> nope, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, legit, like what? What a d bag I am, oh, right? Like dude. he doesn't know it's Robert Smith, you know? Just <laughs> it's you. Oh my god. Hey, uh, how nervous were you recording Robert Smith? 
Uh, because pre- pretty nervous because at that time I was really new on the show. Yeah. I mean, I think I had only been working uh, as their board op, not even a year, I don't think. And, and Kevin knew, like everybody knew uh, back then, like I was, I was a huge Cure fan. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to mess it up. So it was kind of like, you know, I was enjoying it, but also I didn't want to screw anything up because I was new on the job. And also, Kevin was so nice. Uh, I had this janky-ass camera. I wish I could find the picture. And I'm like, hey, take a picture, you know, and he took a picture for me, and uh, it's really dark because <laughs> I, I didn't know how to set the settings properly, so there was no flash. So it's like me and me, me and Robert Smith, and but the picture, you could barely make it make it out. Yeah, it's super funny. But uh, yeah, that was uh, one of the worst, worst drunken times in my life. Uh, yeah, but but you had an um, amazing, amazing time. So yeah, it was good, man. It was fun. You should have been there. Uh, <laughs> I know, but, but I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, August 31st at uh, Pasadena, the Daydream Festival. I guess it's going to be on a golf course or something. <sighs> Who knows? I have no idea. No so idea. so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right, let's get into the show. No, I got to turn this up. <laughs> <laughs> Come along now, take a ride with the BT. Let's get together and take a look behind the scenes. Talking about, talking about Kevin and Bean. Come on, let's start the show. Everybody grab your Vaseline. The B-Team. Yeah. The B-Team. The B-Team. Oh, that's right. The B-Team. Baby! Hey, wow, that's loud, Dave. That was uh, that was my energetic one. <laughs> this is the B Team. This is episode 79. Woo-hoo. Nice. If you're counting. Uh, my name is DJ Omar Khan, imaging director of the Kevin and Bean Show. Alongside me, we have the producer of the Kevin and Bean Show, Dave, the King of Mexico. Hey, uh, I got a note from uh, our consultant person that says that it's always great to give how to contact you, like your social media and stuff. So do that. Um, me, everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's at DJ Omar Khan. That's DJ O-M-A-R-K-H-A-N. Yeah. And for me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at K-R-O-Q-K-O-M. That's K-Rock-Com. So give us a follow. Check us out. We're fun. I think. Why did uh, Angela say that? Or why did that uh, come about? Just because uh, it, it's it's good to get the social interaction, and then the theory behind it is the more people that follow you online, and they might catch something that that uh, is shareable, and then it, it branches you out, and then people could come back to you and the show. Speaking of uh, social media and sharing, one of the most embarrassing things happened in my lifetime on the Kevin and Bean show that's on YouTube now. Oh yeah, Omaroki. <laughs> yeah, you need to post that, dude. Omar- it was good. <laughs> it was good, man. And uh, you're nice. I. I I saw your nipples. Yeah, you saw my nipples. I yeah. saw your nipples. Was that the yeah. first time you've seen my nipples, or no? I seen think, them before. I think we went swimming or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, I saw them in a who's a mesh top. It was a mesh uh, fishnet uh, <laughs> black thing I used to wear back in my goth days. Man. Listen, Omaroki's one of my favorite. Uh, I know my favorite you games. Love it. You love yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I got to be honest. I I couldn't watch this one. <laughs> I, I couldn't see. Once I heard the nipple channel, I was like, so, this is funny. Yeah, behold. So Kevin from the Kevin and Bean Show, and I think Allie were demanding. Me to uh, bring in my fishnet shirt and wear some guy liner, <laughs> and I did, but I wasn't just gonna wear the fishnet shirt, I had a regular t shirt over it. And in the studio, a mug starts chanting, uh, no, shirt, no, no shirt, shirt, no shirt, no shirt. Yeah. So, 
you know, for the comedy, I took the shirt off. It's and, baller. It you was a baller what? move. You, know you look good, dude. You look yeah, good, it's, man. It's, it's fine. It, it, thanks, man. It, it's fine. But also, Dave, you, we've all been in that situation dude. where you don't want. Well, it's not I that you bet. don't, don't yeah. want to, but you're on the fence. Yeah, you rather not, but uh, you know, you have to do it, right? You did it. You did a good job, was, and it's up at the K Rock uh, YouTube page or uh, the Kevin and Bean Instagram at Kevin and Bean on Twitter yeah and it, it's funny my wife wanted to see it last night where she was like pull it up pull it up I was like nah <laughs> yeah. uh, you know she went in the classroom and, yeah. and someone caught her she's like that's my husband <laughs> and then she showed her kids oh my god <laughs> oh. okay uh, on this B team we're gonna have a lot of good stuff we're gonna um, actually I found some audio of uh, imaging giant juggernaut pioneer John Frost uh, Kevin Bean marrying them Marrying him and his wife. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I've never heard of this. Did you? No. That, yeah, I guess Kevin and Bean married John Frost back in. Uh, I, 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 I'm guessing it's probably the mid '90s or something. Late, yeah. Late '90s, and uh, we're gonna go through your, your afros and a lot of uh, psycho Mike. I mean, well-adjusted Mike <laughs> uh, Catherwood on this uh, on this uh, episode. Ooh, and fun. Then, I also was able to dig up an old Quentin Tarantino interview. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time they had Quentin on, and it it was it was just when uh, Pulp Fiction was about to hit theaters. And it's bizarre listening to this interview because, like, the guys don't really know who Quentin is, and you could hear like Quentin talk about uh, him working at a video store only like years. Prior to like Pulp Fiction, and he's a big K Rock fan, so. and he's yeah exactly. Yeah. So he must have been geeking out with Kevin. Be like, who is who's this guy? Yeah, you know, exactly. like who's this director? And uh, we're also gonna dig into uh, something that Dave and I we're gonna pitch Kevin and Bean to bring back because they used to have this thing called the Wheel of Bad Ideas. <laughs> Okay, and this is where you know that. Well, we'll we'll tell you more a little later when we get into it. But um, I am going to sell it by saying they end up calling Rick Astley at the end of this thing, and they wow. they get him on the phone, which is awesome. The bit is awesome, and then we have a best of bean, and then we're going to have uh, some fire crotch action for uh, the Lindsay uh, Lohan. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even know remember who that dude Brandon Davis Brandon is. Davis, yeah, Gummy so, Bear. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll get into that, but we're going to start off with uh, Kevin and Bean marrying uh, John Frost back in the mid '90s. And uh, if you guys don't know who John Frost is, basically he is what he does what I do, but he was like the very first guy who pioneered and actually kind of created his own sound if that makes sense yeah k-rock had the weird imaging which the the kind of the sound of the station and it was all because of him like the weird uh, commercials the weird promos yeah. the weird jingles so this is uh, a little example of his work kevin and bean's new fall season critics call it a masterpiece thank you four stars a towering achievement you noticed awesome jaw-dropping a major event and what about our performances kevin and bean give oscar-worthy performances thank you the big spectacular of the fall yes kevin and bean's new fall season hey join us for day two wednesday morning on the world famous k-rock so it's always weird, cool stuff like that. that you know, I think uh, in today's radio, we're seriously lacking. And uh, he was the guy who did the new detective on Kevin and Bean. Well, that's not. They all can be great. Oh mean? no, that was no. I was thinking of the, the no. You were talking the about the Cabinsons. Yeah, yeah, that was Jimmy Kimmel. That was Jimmy Kimmel. That was Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, well, they all can be great. Yeah. <laughs> and John Frost, by the way, I mean. Uh, I, everybody in my industry tries to be John Frost. He's so funny. He's, He's so such funny. an out yeah. there dude, too, yeah. man. Yeah, and uh, I, I never heard him on the air, but he, he actually... 
was a fill-in jock whenever like he never wanted to be a jock but he was so good and so comfortable like uh k-dub would be like hey man uh carson can't uh, i'm sorry how um hey uh john frost uh, <laughs> we got a uh, carson daly he's not in he's over here with doing the mtv thing and he can't do it hey would you be able to fill in <laughs> uh, uh so so uh john would be like yeah sure no problem right <laughs> I guess, and, yeah. and, and, and I, i've never heard it but i hear legend legendary stories of john frost just being a legit just weirdo and funny just on the wacko. air just a wacko yeah. and, but you know obviously with the station at the time with with, with Sluggo and Jed <laughs> oh, it, it was a perfect fit yeah right? they're like yeah, he's normal so uh, <laughs> John Frost in one of the weenie roasts on stage proposed, proposed to his wife and they said yes and I guess a year later Kevin Bean officiated the wedding and uh, let's go through some of the audio here so this is uh, part of the wedding from Saturday night at about 6.30 Kevin, Kevin. Bean and we're uh, here to perform the service tonight if you can believe that <laughs> I think it was John's idea, although I'm not sure. It seems like something that might have his imprint on it. He said, Kevin and Bean, what is marriage? Well, according to the material that we received by mail order. <laughs> See, because we mailed in a buck is the thing. That's where we found out how to be minister. Marriage is a, a sacred act of faith, a personal commitment and a moral and physical union between two people. We're here to, uh, to warn John tonight that the union becomes more moral and less physical every month that you're married. <laughs> It's like a... They were funny. Yeah, it's a comedy like routine they're doing up there, right? Like they always did that, like even with lightnings, right? Yeah, like uh, yeah. They wore the monk suits. Uh, yeah, Kevin and Bean should marry more people. I think so. I think it'd be huge. By the way, guys, uh, Beer Mug is officiating a wedding in uh, October that I'm DJing at. No. Oh, yeah, that, or, or that, November. November, yeah. That wife gave in? Oh, yeah. They're all in. They just they emailed me and they're 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 they, he's gonna officiate the wedding. I'm gonna DJ. Now they're they're discussing if they want him to MC it and host the reception part of it too. That's a lot of beer mug. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, uh, you know, he does fine. I he bet does they fine. could they could get him for a good price. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, or some meat or something. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> hey, if you guys want, uh, you know, the B team, which is beer mug and myself, to be at your wedding, or you know, Dave, we could find something for you to do. Nope. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> no. go to weddings. Oh, okay. nope. No, thank you. All right. So the audio continues here. A good joke, audience though. there. <laughs> yeah. I know. It wasn't bad. It's like a comedy club. I'll tell you what's weird is we're standing in front in suits. We were in suits, Lisa, by the Long way. Long pants? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like grown-up boys? Yeah. <laughs> we, we were sitting up there, and I don't know about me, but I was nervous about the audience not liking yes. hu- humor, humor in a wedding. John, is your plan here? Right, by the way, Dave, let me ask you this. Yeah. Not that you'll ever marry Krista because you guys hey. are just going to be... Are you, you guys even engaged yet? No. What's wrong with Come you, on. David? Why We're not following into the norm of, ooh, you need to be engaged. Says the guy who married his wife... 20 years later? Uh, that's true. We dated for a long time, 13 or 14 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. In any world, do you see Kevin and Bean, or would you ever let Kevin and Bean officiate your wedding? You know, it's funny that you mentioned Chris and I. We have discussed uh, who would officiate. Oh, really? Yeah. And we thought that well-adjusted Mike would be the best one. Well-adjusted Mike? Yeah, really? he knows both of us, and he's funny and quick, Yeah, and it'll be short and done. Yeah. And he's done a wedding he's done, before, he's right? He's done him, yeah. Yeah, he's done him before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a, a good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, I like thank that. Thank you. It's right, not going to happen, I'll, but... I can, I can DJ it. <laughs> no. Give you a good deal. No. John, is your plan here tonight to take Angela to be your lawfully wedded wife, to love, to cherish, to continually bestow upon her your heart's deepest devotion, and to not pace the house and pout when it takes her two hours to get ready to go out? <laughs> yes, that's your plan. Okay, good. He had to think about it, though. And Angela, is your intention here, before your friends and family, to become lawfully wedded to John, to make him your husband, to love and cherish and continually bestow upon him your deepest heart's devotion? And to leave his damn TV remote control alone, no matter how many times he flips the channel. <laughs> it's our TV remote. 
So that I'll accept that as a yes. She said it's our TV remote. Please face each other. And John, repeat after me. Will you, Angela, be my wife from this day forward? Will you, Angela, be my wife from this day forward? To have and to hold. To have and to hold. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. In sadness and in joy. In sadness what? and in joy. Even when I go through my junk food eating, jumpsuit wearing fat Elvis phase? <laughs> Even when I go through my jumpsuit wearing junk food eating. He hated that one, by the way, because <laughs> yes, it's impossible to repeat. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> then we started doing tongue twisters. <laughs> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck, Angela, if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Go. He sells, she sells by the seashore. Yeah, exactly. Follow <laughs> And Angela, repeat after me. You got some big laughs, though, Kevin. You really did. you, John? John. Be my husband from this day forward. Be my husband from this day forward. To have and to hold. To have and to hold. For richer or poorer. Man, I'll tell you, back in the day, Kevin and Bean did not edit this stuff. What the hell? This is way too long, man. Get to the point. Get to the funny. <laughs> Do we need to, we need to hear all of that? Christ, uh, no. All right, let's see. We're going to get into the, uh, the funny because I think uh, uh, Richard Blade plugs his gig here or something. <laughs> let's listen. Even when I leave the curlers in my hair for two days and a night and wear that ratty robe you ate. <laughs> I swear to God, it's like a laugh track for America's Funniest Home Videos. I know. It seems really strange. Yeah. <laughs> is Frank Murphy here tonight? Frank, also a close friend of John and Angela. Frank, stand up. I understand you also have some business before this blessed union. Yeah, anyone needs to buy Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank moving Girl Scout cookies in the, at the wedding reception. Uh, Frank stood up in the middle of the wedding uh, in a suit and held up a box of Girl Scout cookies and said, if anybody needs to buy Girl Scout cookies, see me after the ceremony. Oh All right, a little more. <laughs> All right, thank you, Frank. <laughs> Yes, he, he, Frank signed for 600 boxes for his 8-year-old daughter, and he's stuck with them unless he can sell them by the weekend. <laughs> and um, Richard Blade, where will you be tonight with lots of K-Rock goodies? <laughs> and then you can't hear it, but Richard gets up and plugs a gig, which he does uh, pretty much with every breath. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, That's... what if you do want a good uh, wedding DJ? Where can you go find one? I don't know. Oh, wait. I'm a good wedding DJ, <laughs> turns out. Uh, you can go to djomarcon.com or just email me directly at omarikrock.com. And uh, hey, one thing I want to stress for the B-holes is that I'm pretty affordable. I'm like not super expensive just because I work on the Kevin Bean Show and I'm on the, on the B team. Yeah. Uh, people automatically assume that I'm going to be way overpriced, but I'm very competitive with the higher end DJs. Yeah, you're like you know? 25 bucks an hour. No, or... no, 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 no. 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 Uh, packages uh, <laughs> for weddings start at 175 an hour. Oh. So it's not too bad. And not that includes bad. a lot of things. Exactly. exactly. You know, lighting and yeah, great sound. And then, you know, the bigger the party, the more needs you have. Yeah. I could fulfill them all. I have the up lighting, gobos, uh, everything you need. Conjugal visit. Whatever you need. Yeah. I'll take care of you. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're going to get into some afros here. And, yeah. Uh, let's see. This is going to play? Okay. Nice. Uh, you beholes always come through with your afros. You know, I, I love that because sometimes... I don't have a lot of time to prep for the show. Yeah. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Dave, did I? I did the last two shows. I haven't printed out a nope. show, sheet a show sheet for us just yeah. because I haven't had time. But one of the reasons is because a lot of times the afros are so good and they request awesome bits, you yeah. know. So there's nothing for us for us to do. And you know, I just figure like you know, if one beehole wants to hear it or know about something that a lot of people are going to enjoy yeah. It totally. Yeah. So keep those afros calling, calling. Keep, Keep those, those afros, afros calling. That's what I said last time, too. <laughs> Keep those afros coming. The number is 333-520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. Uh, let's uh, check in on the line. Hey, B-Team. So, it's uh, 7-Eleven. I think technically it's like <clears throat> July 12th. Anyways, I know 
beer mug is working tonight and I keep calling and I keep getting the busy signal. And I'm like, come on, dude, it's like 2.30 in the morning. Like, I know nobody's calling K-Rock at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning except for me because I want to talk to beer mug because he's like my hero. But now I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, he's a piece of Damn. <laughs> Is this the guy from last week? Yeah. Also, Omar, dude, can you stop being so hot? Oh, I can't, dude. Sorry. And Dave, the king of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's shit. Dude, like, your girlfriend is way too hot for you. <laughs> you said that last week. I yep, think I said this last time. Yep. <laughs> you must have a huge personality. I do. Because yeah. it can't be anything else. Yeah. Anyways, guys, <laughs> beer mug. Like this is my hero, but like he wouldn't even answer my calls. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm not really crying. I'm just drunk. <laughs> Anyways, beholes out. All right, yeah, yeah that's dude, a good beehole. Oh my god, that guy's. Did he leave a number by any awesome. chance? No, no. Uh, I wanted to no. call him and have beer mug com- have him confront beer mug. Why isn't he? Why? Why is it beer mug answering at two thirty a.m.? I will tell you why. Is why? because he's sleeping. You think so? Oh no, because he's uh, he's barely paying attention. That's true. He's barely paying attention. When when I did. For for a whole year, I don't know. Did you know that I, I yeah, was you on were a DJ? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. A, uh, overnights. It was the worst possible time slot at K Rock. It was Same Saturday thing. Saturday morning. Oh. No, no, oh, no, no. This was Saturday mornings <laughs> from like midnight to six a.m. It was, oh. it was it was terrible because I couldn't party. But I thought, oh man, it's cool. I'm on K Rock, right? Hey. And turns out nobody was listening at that time. It's the pot worst possible time slot, you know, on the planet. And uh, no, it was even worse <laughs> because I think they had Bentley on till like till two, right? Yeah, or so, so you were board hopping. Like so yeah, exactly, so I was board hopping, <laughs> and then I would go from two to six. No one, no one was listening. And man, um, God bless like the Cat Corbett's and Nicole Alvarez's and Strikers and Kleins and Megan Holidays of the world because I l- will tell you that that job is not for me, Dave. The DJ, not unless. I could work out a show like kind of like Stryker and Klein do. Yeah. I like that, you know, but the repetitiveness and the pressure to be, be original and being able to say the same thing a hundred times Green liners. in different ways. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, uh, of all these jocks that we have is that they say the exact same thing, give out the same information, but they're able to do it in so many different ways. It's, hey. it's, uh, it's truly amazing. Hey, go get your Hot Topic. Go to Hot Topic and get your K-Rock sticker now. Oh, man. Enter at it, 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 it was just sometimes I would go in there and I was, it was, I, it's just not for me. It was yeah. so, so killing. Dave, legit, I would sometimes, I would go in <laughs> and I would record all my breaks and just into the, and just play them. You know Smart. what I mean? And I would just Smart. watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> but that was before we had all this automation stuff. Yeah, so now like, I could like you know just throw it on there. You just yeah. Put, yeah, you yeah. could just create the show and then yeah. just be like, all right, yeah. I'll see you later. Jesus. Uh, all right, next call. Hey, this message is for the B team. I'm calling in regards to your question of who we like more, Kevin or Bean. Oh, yeah. So I've been listening since the '90s. Been a longtime fan. Him. And I've got to say, although Bean has good one-liners, Kevin's body of work is amazing. I mean, you've got the terrorist situation. (laughs) 
and groceries that so much so that me and my wife never even say groceries anymore. We say grashers, groceries, all the fun stuff that Kevin said. <laughs> um, as for telling them apart, I have always been able to tell them apart. That's nice. why I'm always confused when people say they don't know if it's Kevin or Bean and when they always say, hey, this is Kevin or hey, this is Bean because their voices to me are distinguishable between one another. Yeah, same here. When people say, oh, I can't tell them apart, I'm like, what are you listening to? They well, have, they totally have different voices. But you, you're listening in a studio. Look at... Just think about listening to your radio. What if your radio's not up all the way? You're not really paying attention. Uh, you know, look at look what happened this past week. Bean messed up on air with Jillian Bao, and our friend Taylor Williamson tweeted, Come on, Kevin, oh. get her name right. <laughs> that and, is true. And you're like, it wasn't Kevin, it was Bean, and it was like Bean from the beginning. They weren't talking at the same time. So you think that people, if people paid attention, they would be able to tell their voices apart, yeah. but people are halfway paying attention. Yeah, I mean, so you're always why. halfway paying attention, yeah. you know, so it's it's... That makes sense. So, yeah, and, and I think if you do it close enough, especially when they're talking over each other, you don't know who's who. That's true. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Hey, B-team producers of the Kevin and Bean Show. So, I'm sure you guys are going crazy with what the show is going to become in a few months. But I just realized the show open is done by Bean, right? Yep. So, that's going to change? I love those weird little noises. Anyways, I'm a few weeks behind on my uh, B-team episode, so hopefully by the time you guys actually get to this call, uh, I'll be caught up. All right. Squish. <laughs> I don't know what that was. was that I think that was a raspberry. Oh, yeah. was that the... the b- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, I love those things too And uh, I don't know what we're going to continue to do We still haven't had those conversations Trust me, we've tried to have those conversations But everybody's very About it You know, very just kind of My prediction, sayonara I don't know, I would I would take take on that role to do them I would, I, I would, well, not if they, it'll be, We would need a meeting to see You know what I mean? Nah, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. That's a lot of work, Dave. Just do it and be like, yo, here's your open. Oh, my God. Here's your open. I'm guessing that a lot of stuff is just going to have to go that way because we... That's how they they do. This is how Kevin and Bean roll, guys. Yeah. Is that they have this weird thing where even under pressure, there's no pressure, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and, And things just seem to work out. (laughs) <laughs> right? For Kevin and Bean, things work out. <sighs> Even though they have supporting staff that's on edge, kind of like, what? what's going to happen? We need an answer. Right? Yeah. And, and they're like, eh, it'll work out. And, and, and by the way, we'll see. It's 30 years, man. Hall of Fame! So who are we to say that their process doesn't work? Hall of Fame! Our, they're doing something right. <laughs> right? I think, you know what? I think the problem is us, Dave. I, I, I we, have the, we don't know what you, we're doing. You know who they are? Yeah. It just came to me right now. They're that dude from Office Space, Peter. Oh yeah! When he yeah. gets hypnotized and yeah. he's just like, eh, yeah, totally, it'll yeah. all work out. Totally, and you know what? It does. And it does. So, it does. And we're the ones who are stressed. I have gray hairs now, dude. We're doing now. It I wrong. know why lightning turned fat. I got fatter because we're stressed. Yeah, we're sitting there. We all have gray hair. And because no, but of not them. Kevin Bean. Not them. Kevin Bean are super thin, nope. Nope. super rich. Yep. <laughs> Bastards. Just relaxed. God damn. Yeah, it'll all work out. You know out. what? I, we're Let, doing it wrong. Let's try it. Let's, no, we're we, we, so doing We need it to wrong. do it like that. Like, oh, eh. hey, oh we just, yeah, but, but then we get yelled at by them. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe it's because we're so concerned with what they think. Uh, and if we just go, eh, if they yell at us, we go, hey, eh. It worked for Jimmy Jam. It, it did. <laughs> it worked for Jimmy Jam. On dance. a whole nother level. Oh, my God. Oh, that's an attitude. We need to come come in to work with that attitude that, eh. Yeah, just hey, do whatever. whatever. Like, and just walk it'll away. all work out. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> this is for the Weatherbee team. Um, I have a question about uh, a location off Hollywood and Highland around 2005-ish. I was in high school at the time doing a project for my film class. And I remember taking a picture of in the Hollywood and Highland Center, there was a huge K-Rock sign. Not just a billboard, but like an actual physical sign somewhere uh, within the building, within the vicinity. What was going on there that wasn't your guys' studio in Burbank or the other one when she moved uh, closer off to La Cienega so I was wondering what that is so if you could please answer that I would like to get a whoa B team whoa B team no we're not doing that what are you thinking we're buddies yeah whoa that's a, and that's it's Joey a Joey Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I like, I like that blossom. Like, I like that. Um, Dave, you know about this. I just briefly remember what happened. Uh, you it, actually would broadcast from there, right? Or you yeah, did something down there. Well, but no, it, sort of. Um, it was our satellite studio. We mm. had a satellite studio where Friday's uh, striker would broadcast from live from Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. So he would do two hours, three hours or whatever. And yeah. People would come by. And it was kind of like TRL. There was a window. Of, yeah, but thing. we had this cool ass like sign. Neon sign with lights and and then uh, what is that sign? That sign is dope. Well, that I, sign. Remember when we were in Venice? Yeah, they put it in in by like the the sound space waiting yeah. room and it looked dope so there. Cool. So now it's somewhere in storage. I think they're still going to use it for the sound space or something because okay. that sign was too cool to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, and that was a uh, again the brainchild of uh, our marketing director, uh, promotions director extraordinaire, Amy Stevens. Amy Stevens. Yeah, she she made it and and it was really cool. It was fun for a while. And then, and we so the purpose was yeah. just kind of like uh, at the time, Hollywood and Highland was just uh, it was, it was, it was blowing it was up. New. It, yeah, was new. it was, it was new. blowing up. Yeah, yeah, let's broadcast live from Hollywood, and people came by, and and it, it was cool, man. It was right by the the courtyard overlooking El Capitan. So you never did any of your TV watching there? I did. That's you where did. I ended up. Like after they they moved out, we needed a TV watching space. Okay, and then my second attempt was in that room. It was in that room. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, there you have it. Yep. Hey, Omar. Hey, B-Team. It's your boy in New York, James, and I'm listening to the Tom DeLong interview. Uh, I remember when that was, July 20... Again. Nope. It was Sorry, July. I don't know. My watch just doesn't oh, matter. It was July 17. Uh, oh, my God. July... 17th, I think that was. There you go. I wanted, I wanted to know what you guys thought of Tom DeLong and what he had to say. And could you also balance that out and play the Mike Catherwood interview that he did pretending to be members of Blink-182 doing an interview with Kevin and Bean? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, we'll start with part one of that question, which is, what did we think about Tom DeLong talking all about the aliens and UFO and Area 51. Dave, what was your take the last time uh, Tom came in? Tom's a good dude. and it, I agree. <sighs> he genuinely seems like he's not putting on an act. He, he not. truly he, believes he what not. he's saying. He is definitely not, and I, I agree with you. Yeah. He is. He believes what he's saying. Yeah. Now, what is he saying true? Uh, you know what? Honestly, 
Maybe. I, I don't know. People didn't believe Jose Canseco when he was telling everyone that it, that everybody in baseball was on steroids because he was crazy. Mm. So, turns out to be true. Right. Uh, you know, the alien thing, just me personally, do I believe there's aliens out there? Yes, there has to be because we're not the only life here. Do I believe they're in spaceships coming to Earth and like probing us? No, I yeah. that I don't believe. But you know, there may be like someone passing by or something, and be like, "Whoa!" You know, don't know what that is, and we happen to catch it. So, yeah. so is uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's, like it's, I think he believes it, and yeah. and uh, I think he believes it. And uh, I'm not trying to talk trash about Tom, but I think he does believe it, but also. Because I edited the interview. Yeah. There's a bit of crazy in oh, it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean? But also that could just be because like it's so far-fetched. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's a, it's a hard question to answer because he also seems to have all his wits about him. Yeah. It's just this particular topic that he's so passionate about. And he the things that he says, is they're so just fantastic. <laughs> you know that 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 to me it leads me to believe that he does believe what he's saying is true, but also uh, there's a b- bit of part of me that thinks that he's just gone bye bye, and some of it is kind of in his head. Well, I'm sure Einstein sounded weird too when he was talking about all his crap. It's true, you know, it's true. But he also did say, "Do not storm Area 51 because they will shoot you." So yeah, uh, those people he, are I mean, dumb. I mean, he knew he knew like common sense enough to be yeah. like, "Yo, don't do that." Like, don't do that. People, <laughs> yeah, don't for do sure. that. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> uh, so okay, let's get to the second part, which is the most fun part. Uh, Mike Catherwood didn't do any other members of Blink-182. He only did Tom, right? Yeah, he's only Tom. Yeah, he only yeah. did Tom. So um, so I just pulled a random, well-adjusted mic bit of uh, him doing Tom DeLong, And this is when I believe he was going to release a new Angels and Airwaves record. So oh, uh, let's go ahead and hear that. We're just going to drop this in. Drop in. Hey, Tom DeLong. Good morning. <laughs> My old friends. Well, it's uh, it's great to talk to you. As I was mentioning, we've heard from Travis Barker. We haven't talked to you yet since Blink-182 broke up. How are you How are you feeling? I'm trying my best to keep my head up, but mm-hmm. it's obviously not a good situation <laughs> professionally. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but it sounds like you've been very, very busy, including this new solo album called To the Stars that you just released. It's been therapeutic to work creatively when I have personal differences with Travis and Mark, I can bury myself in my music. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I saw the album was called To the Stars, to I the confess stars. I rolled my eyes a little bit because I know how you are about things having to do with outer space. Shut your goddamn mouth. Well, you love I'm it. a well-studied, well-versed, uh, what do they call guys who study sci- astronomists? <laughs> and I know a lot about the cosmos, and uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so, did the aliens help you write these songs, Tom? Is that what's going on? I actually provided you with some clips oh, wow. of my album, To the Stars, and okay. it's about intergalactic war, and it has nothing to do with my old bandmates. And any type of grudge I may hold. <laughs> well, All that's right, good very, to hear. Very excited. All right, Kevin, what's our first clip here from the new Tom DeLong record? Yeah, yeah. I'm singing a song about war. Because there's war on.
stuff in war. And I was in Blink-182. And now I'm not. They owe me money. And there's contract problems. What? But I don't hold a grudge. Travis is such a dick. And Mark owes me money. Yeah, war. Tom, that sounds... It sounds exactly like Shut a grudge. Up, bitch. Wow. Okay, all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So I said that the theme of this the album was intergalactic war, not grudges. Right, okay, but you mentioned but them by name. Play the second clip. There are people all over the world and some that live in the cosmos. And they go to war and bomb. And guns and stuff And I hated my time In Blink-182 Hardly relevant But I'm venting right now Yeah Oh yeah Pay me for this War Christianity And space what? Yeah that's, uh, that's got a lot of, track. Seems like that's got a lot of personal information In there about the band as well I don't agree whatsoever That was clearly about how the Spanish Inquisition applies to the rings of Saturn. <laughs> all right, we're talking to Tom DeLogue about his new record called To the Stars. He said it's not at all autobiographical, but I do think we have one more clip to play for Tom. Political differences about social issues and socioeconomic chasms. Yeah, chasm. Got that word from Word of the Day app that gives you good words. Blink-182 guys are dicks. Yeah, yeah, oh, and space is pretty amazing. And go, it's vast. And war. Is that one finished? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's some of my best work. Yeah. Oh man, his Tom was so funny, so funny. And I remember when I did that bit, he uh, didn't ask to even like like when Ralph would do a bit, you know, he would come in and kind of like I want to hear the beds, just because you want to be semi prepared. Yeah. But he, at this point, he had been doing Tom for so much, he was just like, just give me some, you know, you know, like big sounding kind of music that sounds like angels and airwaves, and put a lot of like war sound effects behind it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because he got it, you know, yeah. like he. He yeah. was and he was excited for to be challenged, so, uh, yeah. but it's it's all funny that that all comes from the I miss you song that impression. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, this message is for Omar uh, for the B team. You're joking, right? That you're you're saying that you would be okay if your wife cheated on you because she had it a mo- had a moment of weakness. You're joking. If it was just sex, I think you'd be okay. No. No, that's probably the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think uh, you would shart in the guy's mouth. Yeah, you heard me, shart. Well, I do, maybe, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that it would not bug me. It said, you know what, I might be able to get past it. Yeah, that I was mean, my point because yeah, no, there's yeah. so much history. history I mean, that's yeah. so much. You're so. not going to drop I 20 think, years because right. of 
a mistake. Yeah, it's 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 a weird. It's a discussion that I never thought. I never thought I'd be in love with somebody for this long. Yeah. and you know, and this invested in a relationship. Also, it's a something you hope never you have to come across. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, absolutely, like, you know. But but you, you know, can say whatever because when it happens, it's, it's going to be a whole different the, story. Yeah, it's if what if the what no, if game? Yeah, 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 you know. So yeah. when it happens, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> this message is for Dave and the B team. Hey. Um, I am one of the people who am still waiting for their gift <laughs> from uh, Dave because I emailed him after the Megan Holiday show. And I heard you guys saying the stuff left is really crappy. So I'm willing to take Bean's other kidney. <laughs> uh, give me a call back. Tell me when the kidney's arriving. 714. That's a funny call right there. It is. That's uh, but call. just an update. Like, yeah, we literally ran out of crap. Like, I don't even have crap anymore. I cleaned out everything I had. Like, I, I, I'll admit, I found, I came across something, so I emailed one package oh, last nice. week, and it was all Pokemon. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Since uh, we talked about Pokemon oh, Go and, and me playing it again, um, I, uh, I I wrote our social media handles on, on, on different Pokemons and sent it. It's all like, here you go. Yeah, B-Team just... loves you. But there is... We're going on a singles party this weekend, so I know we're going to have extra stuff from that. So some people might get some tank tops. So there you go. So, yeah. so yeah, there's more crap coming, and I'm not done. So if you haven't got yours, leave me alone. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, <laughs> and it's coming. It's coming. It's on the way, B-Holes. Hey, this message is for the B-Team. What's up, Buttholes? Uh, I was wondering if you guys could play a bit from uh, Bean, Best of Bean. If you guys could do that time, he was telling that story of that damn dog. And Kevin just kept playing the music, that sad music over him. Man, I couldn't stop laughing the first time I heard that. And also, if you could, throw in that part where uh, Ralph comes in for his showbiz report and is just thanking Kevin for playing that music because that thing made that whole story worth it. Thanks, guys. Squirt. You know what, dude? Uh, I I need some more information to go on because I searched dog, I searched sad dog, I searched bean dog, and I I, I couldn't come up with anything. What would the story be? And uh, I would guess something to do with that uh, Sarah McLaughlin song that they well, play that's on probably that, the song that you know. But I, I will have, remember. I have you. no idea. So. But what would the story be of Bean's dog? I don't know. I, I tried to look for it, couldn't find anything. So I need some yeah, more talking information about his dog dying or uh, didn't pop know. up. Didn't yeah. pop up. So. All right, next call. Hey, B-Team. This is uh, Adrian. I was wondering if you could do a Ralph Rewind about those a bit with Kevin and Dean and Ralph saying that uh, that the boss or those headphones listen to your conversations. I know it was done like, in the beginning of 2017 or something like that. Okay. Squash, squish, squish, squash. Squish squash, squish squash. Um, I couldn't really understand what that bit was. He was trying to say it was something about the boss listening in on the conversations, and I tried to look for it in the a beginning of 2017. I have no idea. Oh, Springsteen. Yeah, that's that's what he means. The boss. There was a bit with Kevin and Dean and Ralph saying that uh, that the boss or those headphones listen to your conversations. No, I know it was done no. like in the beginning. I couldn't. I, you know what? I I I. I Tried, I typed in conversation and listening to rock I went in I, and then I also went in through uh, the 2017 early podcast folders couldn't find a bit that re- resembled that so that, uh, uh, more if, information yeah more information yeah, yeah if you guys want to hear that uh, I'll be happy to dig it up but yep, yep. 
Hey, cream team. <laughs> so I was just wondering about Super Steve. I know you guys have mentioned him a few times on the podcast. I've been listening to the beginning. Um, and you guys mentioned him about eating pizzas, drinking some towns, and just referenced his name for a while. But it's been a while since I heard him. I've been listening since the early 2000s, maybe 2000. And he had the whole thing on I loved it. Uh, just all the funny bits, like with all the like, chicanos and just going out to the swamp meat. And, you know, just having just some of the cholas and stuff. So <laughs> what was his role? And uh, what happened to the whole What's he up to now? And just speaking of all that, like, what happened to Moosehead, girl? I know you follow movies, I know, but you know, I mean, did you play some good sad, girl? I mean, oh, I don't know, I know you could find something. Oh, I fear, man. He does a pretty good sad girl. No, that's awful. Oh no, that's that was good. terrible. Oh no, you know what that sounded like? That sounded like the Armenian comedian trying to make fun of beer mug. Really? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. No, uh, why, why, no. Why, watch. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's uh, 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 given the background on Super Steve. Uh, Super first Steve, part, first part of this conversation. Super Steve was a friend of uh, Bald Chuck's. Brad? Bald Brad, yeah, who Bald Brad uh, introduced us to Chuck and Super Steve, and they were two guys from Winter Park who had perms, who had afros. But Super Steve was this big fat dude who, uh, who I don't even know what they brought him in for, just to be a van driver or something like that. But then it, it turned into like the whole enchilada. Yeah, it was one of these things where you know uh, a Super Steve. Has this quality about him? Uh, he's cool, very nice, very, very nice, very, very nice cool. gentleman. Yeah, um, and he, you know, personality plus yeah. kind of, you know, very low key though. Yeah, I think Brad was like, "Yo, this guy will be great on your show." A yeah, big dude with the perm, you know, like uh, absolutely, it was very funny. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't know where the uh, superhero costume came from or whose idea that was, but I remember that one day he just showed up in a superhero costume with a cape with a big old afro and he was Super Steve. Yeah. You know, and there was no denying that there was something here with this guy. Uh, And let's be honest, if you're in LA radio and you could come up with some sort of Mexican angle to add to your show, for sure, you're gonna do it, right? Yeah. So I think maybe it was Brad or Enlightening that was spitballing and said, "Hey, you should go grab a microphone and a recorder and go down to Me- Mexicanville or wherever you know, <laughs> and swap East LA or wherever, yeah, wherever, yeah. and get some audio on different topics from the Hispanic point of view." Yeah, and that's what he did, and that was the whole enchilada, and he did that for a number of years, and he actually became an on-air personality yeah. here, and uh, he became what? What did he do in promotions? Uh, it was a promo team. Part yeah, of the promo, promo team. team. No, but yeah. he actually became a coordinator or something. Yeah, crap. sort of like a events coordinator. Yeah. Um, but also he introduced us to Rudy. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, I thought Rudy was an actual real person at the time, and it was uh, Mike Catherwood actually got his sta- start at the station here. He was working just a regular promo guy. Yeah. He was just a guy who was making a, uh, a, a people on the street eat dog food for a ticket. <laughs> and uh, Super Steve knew he was funny. Yeah. And he had this character named Rudy, and he would interview him for the whole enchilada. And I w- would always grill Super Steve. Who is this guy? You know. And for 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 the first couple of times. When I would grill Super Steve, he wouldn't, didn't really tell me, yeah. and then and then we got in some trouble, and then I found out <laughs> <laughs> I found out who he really was, and it was a character, and um, yeah. So now Super Steve 
uh, moving on to bigger and better things, he is the um, creator and the innovator behind the Michelada Rumbles. Yeah. Yeah, so which he, are see, sold out every time. Just jam-packed with people. Yeah, they just did one in San Diego, Yeah, and they have one coming up on Saturday, September... Move, stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Is this the one they're doing at the beach? September 28th at Paris. Oh, in Paris. Oh, wait, it does say on the beach, but why, okay. why did I think it was Paris? They just had one in Paris. Oh. On IE, this, this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it's in Huntington Beach. Yeah, oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. With, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. With Baby Bash? Yeah. With Baby this Bash. This is it, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Super Steve is doing that. He's working on that, and uh, he still does some uh, voiceover work on commercials here for the uh, Santa Fe Swap Meet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's a really good dude, and maybe we'll get him in here just to discuss, you know, what his time on the Kevin Bean Show that was like. That would be like. awesome. And I, I got to give props to Super Steve, man, a shout out to him because he just posted that he lost 50 pounds. Oh, and that he looks he's good. Changing. Yeah, dude, he's he's really getting better. So, uh, yeah, shout out, Super Steve. Shout out, man. Um, so, uh, second part of that, they, the, the guy wanted to hear some sad girls. So, I <laughs> found a bit, and it was uh, Sad Girl and Morrissey. So, Sad Girl got really, really sad because Morrissey at the time was thinking about <laughs> quitting music. So, we had to call Rudy and Sad Girl up. But, surprise, surprise, we had Morrissey on the line, too, who was played by Ralph Garman. So, this is a bit of a Ralph Rewind and Sad Girl combo. Please enjoy. We're going to drop this in. Drop in. Whoever retires from rock and roll. No one. They keep you never singing. see that, right? Yeah. They either just, you know, lose their record deal but still are out there playing state fairs or something like that, or they basically die as a musician. It just you just almost never see this. But uh, there's been a lot of reaction to Morrissey's announcement. A lot of very, very sad people, including those in the K-Rock audience. And our friend Rudy is on the phone, and he's going to tell us how it has been affecting him in the neighborhood. Hey, Rudy, welcome back to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you? Oh, damn. What's up, dog? You know what I'm saying? Long time no talk. Yeah, like, uh, I've been trying to keep a low profile, you know, stay out of trouble, whatever. Mm-hmm. Morrissey's, like, dumb, whatever, dog, you know? Because, like, he quit. It's stupid, man. Like, you he's, know? He's going to quit in a, in a year or two. Yeah, it's dumb. Okay. But I mean, he's—I uh, mean, imagine—he's—I know he's very popular with the Hispanic community. I imagine it was big news probably in the neighborhood, right? Dog, there's like a line around the door at every tattoo parlor in all of Islos because, like, all these vatos are crying. Whatever they want to get a tattoo, R.I.P. Morrissey, right? You know, like pictures. Well, he's not of, dead. He's not dying. No, he he's dead, dog. He he's gave not, up. No, pretty he's much. Not dead. Like to me, if he's not making more jams, you know, he's dead. I see. And then, like. You know, for me, like, I'm more of a slow jams guy, like, you know, the Drifters or, like, sure. the Platters or right, whatever, right. you know, the Rolls Royce, Heat Wave, you know right. what I'm saying? Oh, sure. But, like, my Haina, Sad Girl, she's literally sad. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, we don't want to see Sad Girl sad. <laughs> sad Girl's literally sad, fool, like, because she has, like, these tattoos of teardrops, fool, you know what I'm saying, on her, on her ojos. <laughs> right, right. But now they're, like, real tears all welling up oh. in her dome, you know what I'm so saying? So she's got wet dome. <laughs> So she's been been taking it pretty tough, and that's probably been hard on you at home, I imagine. Oh man, right? like I ain't getting no no love. I get no oh. like, can't knock the boots at night. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, she won't cook me nothing. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you want us TV to talk to her? TV dinners for like four nights now because Morrissey won't make no more music in a couple <laughs> years. Stupid. Dog. That's not fair. That's not fair to you. We will talk to her. Kevin uh, made the offer. We'll be happy to talk to her if you want. I mean, if she's around, I don't oh, know. If you, she's a... you guys think you could cheer her up or whatever? Absolutely. We have, right. Yeah, I think we could. Oh, come on. Don't scream at her, Rudy. (laughs) Rudy. He's probably trying to wake her up. Hey, hey, pull Rudy Jr. down, dog. Hey, Kevin, if you want to talk to you, ain't He has a kid? Rudy Jr.? I didn't even know about Rudy Cisneros Jr. 
Hello. Sad girl? Damn. Good morning. <laughs> oh, stupid. Listen, we were talking to your man, and he says that it's been very, very sad around there, even more so than usual because of the Morrissey news. You're taking it pretty hard. Oh, Seriously, yeah. scandalous. No more Morrissey, stupid. Right. But, but, but that can't be the most important thing in your life. You still got to go on. You still got to treat your man right. You still got to. You still got to cook for him and take care of the baby. You can't just lay in the bed and be depressed all day. I mean, damn. <laughs> I have other good stuff. Like, I mean, my kids. Yeah. And my eyebrow pencils. And, right. And <sighs> that's it. And my hair sprays. Right. Hey, sad and, girl. Damn. Hey, sad girl. Well, <laughs> sad girl. Hold Who's on. there with you? Who Stop else is in the, in the house with you? Oh, all the homeboys are here crying. Oh. There's Bum and Donut <laughs> and Lester and Lisa. I'm sorry, did you say Lester? Lester in your house? And the one white boy, Peckerwood. Right. And Popeye. And, okay. and, and Sad Girl. Little Maniac number four. Sad and girl. Trigger. And, and Loopy. Sad and girl. Side Salad. Side Salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Sad Girl, we have a surprise for you. I think. <laughs> I think as soon as you get it together, <laughs> we're going to hook might, up. You might want to wait on the surprise. I think he's laughing too hard. <laughs> How do you know? You don't even know oh, what the surprise is. Know. How it's do you know the surprise? High night intuition, fool. <laughs> my hair's crispy and my brain's all tight and stupid. Sagro, we knew how Scandalous. upset you were, and Rudy told us how upset you were about Morrissey retiring. We thought you might feel better if you got a chance to talk to Morrissey yourself. So we've what? arranged a Yes, we that? have him on the phone right now. Morrissey, are you there, sir? I'm retiring. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hello, Kevin How are you? Well, we're good. Say hi to Sad Girl, if you would. I'm sorry, who? Sad Girl. Sad Girl. Sad She's a big girl? fan of yours. She's very upset. Is that someone's name? Sad Girl? Mm-hmm. That's me. Is this really Morrissey? Yes, this is Morrissey, Sad Girl. How are you? Oh, damn. Stupid. Scandalous, Morrissey. See? Sure to write up. I love you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, damn, Morrissey. <laughs> I got a tattoo of you. You have a tattoo of me. I do. So dope, eh? You're dressed like you play for the Dodgers, and it's right <laughs> above my panocha. <laughs> what position do I play? You don't actually play for the Dodgers, Morris. Well, with my panocha, it's not shortstop. Ah, Mira! <laughs> Yeah, that's my joke. It's crazy in my brain. Morrissey, we only ha- we only have a minute here, but if you could just tell Sad Girl that it's going to be okay, even with you retiring from music, it's no reason for her to give up on her life. No, absolutely not. Just because I'm retiring, there's no reason to be sad. Okay, sad girl. Good. Sad girl. You should be sad because we're all going to die soon. Because the Syrian government will probably bomb us, uh, or oh, the flesh-eating virus will probably eat our, this isn't our helping. skin. It's only a matter of time before there's a nuclear holocaust that burns us oh. to cinder. Morrissey, we were hoping you could cheer up, sad girl. The bees are dying. There's no more honey. <laughs> right. No more honey? No more honey. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a lot right. of reasons to be sad, sad girl, but me not making music anymore isn't one of them. Oh, man. I thought I was sad because my Aunt Rosalind died. 
but damn, if there's no more honey, <laughs> what am I going to do, fool? Because, like... I think she's forgotten about the whole oh, thing already. Damn, <laughs> dog, I used to put honey on my tortillas in the morning and wash okay. it down with some horchata. I don't think All right, we gotta. We actually have to go. Morrissey, thank my you third for trying. Kid, honey. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Morrissey. Thank you, sad girl. Cheer up, sad girl. It could be worse. How? How could it be worse? You could be Kevin the Bean. Scandalous! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's scandalous. So, so it's good. Stupid. So good. Man, you know, I know we're moving on to a different era and a different... We're, I, guess, I guess we're in a different era of the Kevin and Bean show, and we're going to be moving into well, a different the end of the era. So yeah. we're the last era of the Kevin and Bean show, and then yeah, we're going to you know move into whatever the next reincarnation of whatever this is will be. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I really do miss the voice bits sometimes because you see like you know some a story, and you're like. God, this this could yeah. be so funny. Yeah, I thought you know toward towards there, there was there was a period of a couple of years where we used the voice bits as Too a crutch. Much. Yeah, yeah, you know it was like oh, there's a funny animal story. Put it on, and I dude, I trust me, I'm not in Kevin and Bean shoes. I know they have five and a half hour or four and a half hours of live radio to fulfill, but sometimes I'm like oh man, this could be so so funny, and uh, yeah. So well, I don't know why they bring that up. Now it's not happening. <laughs> hey, look, you can always do voices. Uh, hey, this is my voice. Hey, this is the guy who, uh, I don't know. Uh, I do a pretty good old guy. <laughs> if you want that, Kevin and Bean, get off my lawn. That is pretty good. Yeah, not going to lie. Yeah. No, die. No, That's die. it. But I'm not funny. I can, You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hey, those are two different things. You know, it's like, it's like Ralph and Mike, they could be in character and be funny and play off. Like, yeah. I, I do not have that skill whatsoever. Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a huge movie. It's got all the stars, Brad Pitt, uh, Margot Robbie, other people <laughs> that I forget right now. <laughs> you saw it, right? <laughs> I did see it. What did you think about it? Oh, it's way too long, man. It's a it's a very kind of a homage to Hollywood, which I get. Quentin loves, Ugh. and it's an homage to old timey westerns, which I get. Uh, it was kind of, it was, yeah, I get, dude. I so so. I love I love Quentin Tarantino. Love his movies. However, this one could have been edited down. It just had unnecessary footage in it. However, with that said, I'm glad I got to experience it. You know, yeah, but but for me, I w- this is definitely not a film that I would go see again. You oh, know? really? Yeah, definitely not a film yeah. I would go see again. It was just way too long. Uh, however, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in it is undeniably great. Really? You know, he's really good. You, I, you thought like was, I thought he was. I thought he was. Really? I got he got out out acted by Brad Pitt one because he's the man. Yeah. Uh, the little girl who's in that scene with him. <laughs> that girl was insane. amazing. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like I thought everyone was great in it. Luke Perry for the quick second that he was in it was yeah. really good. Uh, Leo was was good. I but, thought he was great. But yeah. I thought okay. I didn't think he was great. Okay. Um, I thought. The movie was like a roller coaster to me. Mm. In the beginning, I was like, "This is boring." But that went on and too long. The beginning dude. was so, so unnecessary. Yeah. Dude, there was a shot where like all the lights are turning on in Hollywood again. And that's, I was that's, like, "That's, that's oh. his, his homage to Hollywood, man." Yeah, and then but then Margot Robbie to go see her own movie. I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah. But then it was a then. There was a parts where I was like, yes, this is amazing. But those parts were so far and few between, man. Oh, dude. But yeah, but overall, I thought this was his third best movie. 
Third best. Third best. What yeah. uh, if he had to rank them? What would it be? Uh, for me personally, because yeah. uh, I haven't seen all of them, because I okay. haven't seen like Jackie Brown and stuff like that. Uh, you don't need to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, my the first one, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Uh, second, Django. Oh wow! And now third, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time. Oh really? Yeah, and then okay. and then I'll throw all the other ones after Kill Bill and all those. Yeah, like Reservoir Dogs and. For me, it's probably like Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Django, uh, Kill Bill, then uh, Kill Bill one or two. Uh, or I like toge- equally or together. Uh, yeah, as I think together as one yeah. because that's how they, you know, the the, the studio made them. Yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, separate them. Uh, and then um, yeah, Django was awesome. Yeah, what else? I what love else? Django. Jackie Brown. It was probably probably my least favorite. Uh, and you know, one that I really liked that people hated was Death Proof. Oh, hated it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Was it was the worst. <laughs> uh, dude, you have a funny, quick, funny story. Uh, yeah. We went to the Grindhouse premiere. Mm-hmm. And that was the what? Death Proof and uh, the zombie movie. Uh, the, yeah. Whatever it was called, right? We're at the after party and I was like, dude, because <sighs> this is the time where they had an intermission. Okay. So it was, it oh, was yeah. it, the premiere was long and, and I was like, Man, I really love the Robert Rodriguez one, but the Quentin one sucked. Wow. Turn around. <gasps> no. He's right behind me. Are you serious? Yeah. Did he hear you? I don't know. Oh, I man. I don't know, but I felt awful. Dude. I felt bad. Because we're at the premiere, and I was like, dude, that was so boring. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so but, Kevin, uh, Kevin and me were lucky enough to have Quentin Tarantino on. This is pre-release of Pulp Fiction, so Kevin had seen Ooh. this movie. I know, man, right? So this is you know quite a get, or maybe at the time they didn't know how big Quentin was going to be. Yeah, it was probably just some dude like, hey, you want a director of a new crazy movie that's, that's yeah. you know. So they got a chance to interview Quentin Tarantino, and this is very interesting because... Yeah, Kevin Bean don't know who Quinn is, and Quinn, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, like you know, goes and he tells these stories that are like what, like because we know the Quinn Tarantino of today, you know, so it's, yeah. it's very cool. So uh, this is Quinn Tarantino on the Kevin Bean show. We're just gonna drop this in. Drop in. This is very cool to have you on the phone. We have been talking about. Well, your name has come up quite a bit lately. Uh, we did the K Rock screening of Sleep with Me last week, and I guess you appear as an actor in that one. Yeah, I had a little cameo there. And we're doing the uh, K Rock screening of the new movie Pulp Fiction. All right. Which the kids just seem to be excited about. <laughs> you got to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it's just the film that all the kids are talking about. Actually, I have seen the movie, and it's just excellent. I know that all of the uh, K Rock audience will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal casting in this movie, and I think that's one of the things that got it written about so much on these shores before any of us ever had a chance to see it because you realize John Travolta's in a movie that people are saying is good <laughs> and I read your calendar piece in the LA Times a couple weeks ago and, and you you really wanted Travolta, right? Oh, big time, big time. John Travolta's always been one of my favorite actors. You know, I grew up watching him like on the you know, Welcome Back Cotter and, and, and in Carrie and everything and and uh, I always thought he was he was just terrific. I think he's like, you know, one of the best movie stars in the history of movie stars. You Quentin, mm-hmm. are a visionary. <laughs> Let me just say that. You are a visionary. Is it true the thing that said in the LA Times that you actually scheduled a meeting with Travolta years ago, even though you had no work for him just because you wanted to meet him? No, no, no. It was, no, it wasn't, it wasn't quite like that. Part of the thing is, if there's certain actors or actresses that I'd like to work with, oftentimes it's kind of cool to get together not about anything in general. 
Just to get together and say, hey, so maybe someday I'd like to. Yeah, it's do like, let's get together, see if we like each other. Yeah. We want to even become friends. Yeah. What's the deal, you know? And then, you know, if we do and we really hit it off, then you're even more than likely to think about them for something down the line. Right, yeah, right. You spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, obviously. I mean, you live here, right? Yes, I do. I'm, and, I'm an LA boy. And you know, uh, you certainly know K Rock then after all these years. Yeah, yeah. K R O Q, Rock of the 80s. And uh, so many people that listen to this uh, station are creative people or people who are interested in the world of entertainment and get into the world of entertainment. I mean, you had a. It's a bizarre route that you took to become as big a director as you are today. I mean, work, you were just working at a video store a couple of years ago, it seems like. Yeah, a few years ago, a little bit more than a couple. But yeah, I was I was just a video store guy. You were just one of those kids who was obsessed with going to the movies, mm-hmm. and that's all you ever wanted to do. I mean, you, you never wanted to do anything else but, but make movies, right? Pretty much so, no. I mean, that was that was, that was was it. Like, from the time that I was like, yeah. I mean, in fact, some of said, well, when did you first like movies, you know? What was the first movie you saw? What was the movie that made you want to be involved? in movies and it's like I can't even remember that far. well Saturday Night Fever yeah well that was the one that did it actually <laughs> that's the one that put you over the top actually, it was like it was, it was my favorite movie when I was a little kid when I was like about like five six or something was Evan Costello meets Frankenstein really because to me, I remember watching Evan Costello meet Frankenstein, loving it. And then I watched another one, like Evan Costello meet the Mummy. And if you remember in those movies, the Evan Costello stuff was really, really funny. But like when the monsters would come on, they they played that straight. That was like really scary. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh my God, these are the greatest movies ever made. You, <laughs> know, like, you know, you have like a comedy film and you have a horror film all combined. And and your movies always have comedy in them, also. I mean, obviously your movies get famous for being as violent as they are some of them. But I mean, there's always there's always laughter. Too. Too. Oh, actually, in the case, of, in particularly in the case of Pulp Fiction, I, I think the movie is a comedy, I mean, yeah. or it's at least as funny as anything out there playing. It really is. Pulp Fiction. There are a couple times when you just absolutely the entire place laughs out loud. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, it's it's really it's, there's some good comedy in it. I, I didn't really expect that much comedy from you, but it's funny. Well, it's funny because it's like a situation where, like, you know, people say, "Well, do you consider the film a comedy?" And I go, "Yes." Is it a comedy like the Pauly Shore movies? A comedy? No. But at the but actually, when I look at other comedies, I always kind of like it when when they take themselves seriously seriously enough that they can stop stop it for a moment and you know go down another route and then pick it up again. Right. Hey, if you could get a star of the magnitude of a Pauly Shore, though, you'd have something there. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's, he's my one-two punch. That's <laughs> right. He's Pulp Fiction. was a stretch. Wait till you see me put Pauly Shore. <laughs> Wait till you see Pulp Fiction too next summer. I'm on your knees. You're gonna say, "Oh man, I had no idea he was capable of that." Well, I tell you, for all of the folks who are listening to K Rock who are working some crummy job like Quentin was at a video store, you know, writing something that one day you hope people will see, there it, it, here is a good example of someone who's. I mean, you're only 31 now, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A guy who's uh, who's our age, you wow. know. I am totally like the K Rock audience. I am totally wow. I grew up watching uh, watching K Rock, listening to K Rock. As Kevin has been saying all week since he saw it, it, it is one of the few movies we can recommend virtually to all K Rock listeners. You've yeah. got to go check out Pulp oh, Fiction. You, when you it, guys have been saying that all week long. We actually sure. have been, yeah. Oh, hey, thank well, there are a couple you. movies that are just right in the socket for our our listeners, and that's why uh, that's why we applaud you for this one, Quentin. Well, you know another one. Ed Wood. I was wondering what you thought about that being such a movie buff. Oh, I adore it. Well, we, uh, we've we been talking about how excited we are to go see it, and a lot of our K-Rock listeners have gone to see an advanced screening. We have not yet, but all the words that we're getting back from everybody is it's just great. But you see, the thing is, what, what, that, uh, what that Ed Wood guy was going through back then, uh-huh. all right, uh, I'm not a transvestite, but I totally identified with him because like before I, I got things going on Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. 
that's where I was. I wasn't even like, you know, I wasn't professional enough to be considered a starving artist. I was totally on the fringe of the fringe. Wow. You were just a geeky kid. Exactly. I was just like, you know, if, if you were to send a letter to me, Quentin Tarantino, the fringe of Hollywood, I'd have gotten it because that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very exciting time for uh, for new movies happening then, and we're very much looking forward to Pulp Fiction. I hope it does great for you. Hey, listen, since you're out in Los Angeles, come in and see us in studio sometime. Oh, I totally would. That would be totally cool. You're, be you're welcome anytime. We'd love to have you. Oh, thanks so much. Because obviously we don't have as much time as we'd like on a phone call like this. All right, yeah, Quentin, definitely. thank you for talking to us. Okay. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. So, yeah, man, that's insane. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, you know, bye-bye. Yeah. Even, even his voice has changed, you know, yeah. since then. Uh, okay, let's get into a member of this. Uh, this, is, this is great. Member, member this, member. You've been trying to always get Kevin Bean to continue doing things with the wheel. Yes. You love the wheel. I love it. And our that, listeners, the listeners to do love too. it. Yeah, so. I can post a picture of it and it'll get the most likes because it's the wheel. I don't think we have a bit on today's Kevin and Bean show where we use the wheel, do we? Uh, we do whenever it's uh, Kevin and Bean Oroki. Oh, okay. But yeah. though, man, we don't do that I on know. a regular basis. And then uh, we do uh, and then beans. beans gift card. Yeah. yeah. That's weak sauce. Yeah, dude. I, I love the wheel. I want to. I want to put the wheel on everything. Like so, we need to. Uh, maybe I'll cut this up, and maybe we'll uh, air this uh, bit on Kevin and Bean's show proper because they had this bit back in the '90s where it was the wheel of bad uh, ideas. <laughs> I was going to say animal voices. That, so it was the wheel of no. bad ideas, and they would just put uh, bad ideas on it. So they would say like, oh, "Okay, what's in Doc's butt?" Or you <laughs> well, know, it's in great, great jingle. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, let's talk to Lightning, which is a terrible idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this one, uh, I actually had What's Up with Rick Astley on it. And it's sure enough, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It happened to land on What's uh, Up with <laughs> Rick Astley. Listen, and, the and, wheel never lies. Yeah, and they end up talking to Rick Astley on the phone, which is the uh, guy, the never going to give you up, never going to let Rick you roll. down. The Rick Roll guy, yeah. Who just performed with Dave Grohl in Vegas. That guy, you know, and he, he in the last, what, five years or five years ago had like, you know, uh, the, the resurgence with the Rick yeah. Roll, right? So it's truly funny, and I hope you enjoy this. And and the King of Mexico and I, we're going to have to try to bring this back to the Kevin Bean Show because something, it's, some sort of it's it's spectacular. But uh, please enjoy. We're just going to drop this in. Drop in. All right, we haven't done this in a long time, but we've got the Wheel of Bad Ideas, which we just love. <sighs> we love the wheel. We have been doing the Wheel of Bad Ideas for years. Some not very, of the not, ideas I like. Not very often have we been doing it, but we have been doing the concept for yes. years. Yes, These true. are a lot of bad ideas that we have that uh, we never have time to fit into the show, so we put them all on a wheel. It's actually a wooden wheel that we had Mr. Bertram fix for us. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when and he then was, had someone else When he was it. done, we had to level it out. Right. <laughs> and we actually do spin it. Whatever it lands on, we got to do. Now, let me give you some of the uh, categories. categories. Okay. Let's Karaoke. Bad. This is a past performance of Lisa May when the wheel landed on Let's Karaoke. Little children everywhere. <laughs> Now she's getting into it. And when you see them, I'll be there. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons, have all gone. I would just like to say, for my money, it could land on Let's Karaoke and Lisa May every week. Yeah, no, I'm with that. And I'd I be just, fine with that. I would have to quit. <laughs> I just can't. T- I, but, I crawl under the desk when you play no, that. And you, but know, you might get to sing the Macarena today, Lisa. <laughs> and I think that, uh, yeah, by the way, if it lands on Let's Karaoke, then we spin again and we, and we see who sings. Right. Because there's also names on here. Then we spin again. 
and the, and it's the song like Rocky Like a Hurricane is on here. <laughs> I hope Doc has to sing that one. <laughs> Soul Man is on here. Yeah, Doc's never sang, has he? I'm Too Sexy is on here. <laughs> Tad singing. Take this big ribbon off my eyes. <laughs> I'm exposed and it's no big surprise. All right, let's hope it doesn't land on that. Time. All right, yes. if it does, though, I will light myself on fire. <laughs> okay. yeah. What else is on the wheel besides Let's Karaoke? Breakfast with the Eskimos. That's where we call an Eskimo family in uh, Alaska, I believe, and find out what they had for breakfast this morning. Let's check in with the Armenian comedian. <laughs> no, oh. no. Everybody wants to know. Everybody's like very happy that we got him off of our show, but I'm telling you that as far as we could get him from our show is the Wheel of Bad Ideas. So if it lands on that, we got to call him. Um, let's spill the beans on the MMM lawsuit. <laughs> the, the legal department is hoping that one doesn't come up. <laughs> what's in Doc's butt? Right, that's the all-time A favorite. favorite. Yes. And, and what's new with Rick Astley? A timely question. Yes. Well, you know what? It actually was more timely when we put it on the wheel about two years ago. <laughs> now the question is, who's Rick Astley? Right. <laughs> Are you ready to spin? All right. Who wants to spin? I don't think producer Corlin has ever had the opportunity to spin, has he? Come on over. Corlin, why don't you come no, over and spin not. the wheel? This is a real honor for you. All right. And then- uh, we'll Make it a good spin, though. Okay. Everybody's in here, and whatever it lands on, we have to do. All right. Here I go. Oh, nice. Good oh, good, good rest. Good rest. Good rest. Good rest. He practices. What's yeah. new with Rick Astley? <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you serious? Should we spin again? No, no, no. You're not right. supposed to. What's new with Rick Astley? All right, here's this is the uh, this <laughs> is the envelope this? that we sealed right. two years ago. So let's. <laughs> now this supposedly is his, his home number. This is there's his uh, there's his number. Dial it up. Zero one one. That is the uh, that's to get out of the United States. Four four. Four four is uh, country code. This is his home, right? Who knows? I, I'm sure we knew what it was when we put it in the envelope. <laughs> What's new with Rick Astley? Think Rick is a houseboy for someone rich now, or do you think he's still got a little cash from the, the glory days? I don't know. I don't know how that works. He had a pre some pretty big hits, didn't he? Sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Never going to give you up. <laughs> All right. Just cool it in case, uh, case he answers. All right. What's up with Rick Astley? I am very excited, by the way, right now. <laughs> I cannot tell you how little this means to me. Hello? Uh, is this Rick Astley? Yes, yeah, speaking. Wow. It's, it's Kevin and Bean calling from K Rock Radio in Los Angeles. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm um, very well, thanks. Rick, what, what were you doing uh, when we called you? You just sitting around? Um, I am actually sitting around. I'm sitting around in my uh, little studio here uh, in London and uh, tinkering away on my acoustic guitar. You're Rick Astley, right? Yeah, we do a, a thing here on our radio show in Los Angeles called the Wheel O' Bad Ideas. And then we spin it, and whatever it lands on, we have to do. And on the wheel was, what's up with Rick Astley? Okay. So we're calling you from America this morning, Rick, to find out what's up with you. What are you doing? Uh, what am I doing? Um, I'm enjoying myself, for one. Obviously, I haven't uh, released a record for a long, 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 long time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, like I said, I've got a little studio, and I've been uh, tinkering around with some things. And hopefully next year I'm going to do something musical, that is. Why haven't you released a record in so long? Um... A number of reasons. Mainly, I think I got sick of it. Um, really? I think I uh, I just, I don't know, burnt myself out, really. Right. Uh, I, which I think happens, especially in pop music, you know. It's uh, it's something that can be quite often short-lived, and a lot of the time, because people like myself just, you know, burn out. So. And right. did you uh, make enough dough that you're fine? You don't have to even worry about uh, ever making another record? or how that? Yeah, how I'm absolutely filthy rich. Uh, I've got more money than Tony. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. You're filthy rich, and the royalties just keep on pouring in. Uh, I do okay. Do you have any really expensive hobbies? Do you raise uh, uh, prize horses or anything like that? Expensive hobbies? Um, 
No, I wouldn't say I've got really expensive hobbies. No. So you're just sitting on a you're just sitting on like one million pounds sterling, aren't you? A lot more than that. No, oh, jeez. Let me ask. Let me go. <laughs> no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Let me go back to what was your last major hit, and what was that? Uh, I would probably think that uh, it was a song called Cry for Help. I mean, uh, I did have a song actually that came out in America, but it didn't do particularly well. But it was a song called Hopelessly, which is a, a ballad and what have you. But, but what, uh, year were, what year were you really active in the music business last? Oh, uh, I don't know, really, to be honest. I don't really, uh, I don't know, probably... It's, it's probably been five years since you were uh, like yeah. really on the charts, I bet. I would say something like that. So yeah. what have you been doing with Every Day for five years? Um, well, I have a five-year-old daughter, so that, that might give you a bit of a clue. That explains that. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been kind of uh, traveling a lot and living my own life. I mean, in terms of my first record came out about ten years ago. Right. And for about five years there, I was busy almost every day with the music thing. And uh, to be honest, it became like a business. And, you know, it's the same old story that all those pop stars moan about, you know. Sure, yeah. Um, it just became something that I never wanted it to be. Yeah, it's a lot harder job than it looks like on the outside. Well, it, it, it just became an absolute job. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at myself in the mirror thinking, I'm not the person who I actually am, or I'm not, I'm not living that way. Right. And uh, I got sick of myself and right. didn't like myself and, and didn't like the business and said, well, you know, all right, I'm walking away, but that's what I want to do, and uh, I know it'll be tough as hell to uh, to get back into it, but, you know, who knows, maybe next show. Yes, uh, yeah, radio listeners tend to have a very short attention span, don't they? They do, yeah, but on the other hand, I still believe that if you offer something good, then, then hopefully people will pick up on it, and it doesn't really matter whether... I still look like I'm 21 anyway, like I always did, so <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's not going to affect it. Hey, let us have a little uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. Go. You want me to sing it, you mean? Yes. Listen, next next time I come to L.A., which won't be that long, hopefully, sometime end of this year, hopefully, uh, if you allow me, I'll come in and sing something for you as opposed to singing a very, very old song, a 10-year-old song, in fact, over the phone line. So Rick Astley Unplugged coming up on K-Rock here. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, Rick, it's, uh, it's great. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we finally got the chance to land on this spot on the Wheel of Bad Ideas and give you a call, and I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks very much. Okay, bye-bye. Never gonna give What is new with Rick Astley? And by the way, in an attempt to be nice, we didn't tell him that we're, we're not really going to let him come in and sing a song. <laughs> oh, never. No. Come on. No. no. Come on. No, I just don't see that happening. This is Lisa, enough. That right was Rick here. Astley. I noticed. This is probably the last Rick Astley mention on our show ever. <laughs> Hopefully. So we have to come up with a new spot for the wheel then. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> so yeah. I can imagine what, what like was on the wheel like, the whole time. I know. Because so, uh, like, I remember like, at the wheel of bad animal voices, I would have to find headlines of... Mm-hmm. Of other vo- other like animal stories, and then after it was all said and done, I was like, "I'm stupid. Why don't I just write them? Like, why don't just I have to make, find real make, ones? Make We're not going to pick them. Yeah, you know. Although it, there was some where, like, uh, remember the the notorious PIG. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes, and then like there was ones that they would just keep going, and then finally it would land on it. Yeah. And then, like, okay, because we'll do it because sometimes like the headline was the punchline. Yeah. And Ralph would say. We we can't do that bit because there's nowhere there's else to funnier go. Than yeah, the, the, the exactly. Headline. The, the headline is the punchline. Um, okay, I have a best of being here, and uh, I missed this bit. Bean. So Bean loves death, and oh, uh, every time of day, right? Every time of day, and uh, this is probably one of my best jingles that I personally enjoy that I produced yeah. you know I think I was just so so happy and fun and it was because it's it's about death you know and uh, uh, I, I really do miss this bit but I also think Beans is that you know he's a different headspace he used to find 
humor and stuff that probably was a little bit morbid, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe in today's environment, he's decided to kind of let that go because, man, we haven't done it in, it seems like, a year. Well, it, it's dead, one. Oh, it is? The, the bit is dead, yes. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And yeah, because I used to send Bean stories all the time and oh, help okay. him out with Oh, this is stories. breaking news on the Bean Yeah, then. yeah. Well, the, yeah. I mean, it's it's not breaking news because we haven't done it in literally no, over, know, like, two I, years. I never caught word that yeah. we were just he, never going to do it yeah, again. Yeah, he, he just let it go because... Like you said, there was really bad deaths, and a lot of the stuff wasn't funny anymore. And yeah. he didn't find it like there was not like a, think, a man you know, died, you know, masturbating too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even even in a third world country where a dude is getting eaten by a snake, the yeah. dude's in a third world country. He's 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 bad. You yeah, know? he he kind of lost the humor in it. Yeah, so, I can see that. So it is, then, after all, human death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even yeah. if they're dumb and deserve it, <laughs> yeah. So then it kind of like those splintered off into like people are dumb or like Florida, like Florida if, stories. That's where most of them came out of Jesus. too. So so if if someone died, it would be in the Florida, and it wouldn't be like let's celebrate this guy's death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think good call. Yeah. Although I missed a bit though. I missed the jingle. Yeah. I missed the theme song. All right. Well, we're gonna have uh, a chance to hear that jingle because we're gonna drop this in. This is Beans Death Corner. Drop in. Hey, it's time for an all new Beans Death Corner. Hey, everybody, gather all the kitties around the radio. It's time for Bean's Death Corner. Bean loves death any time of day. He gets all giddy and screams hooray. There's something wrong in his head. Death. We don't know what's wrong with Bean, but now you'll get to see what we mean. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death. I, 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 I love death. He really uh, does love when humans die. Yes, he does. I've never understood that. It's not like anybody I've ever met, but boy, does he get a, a charge out of it. I think it's because deep down, and I'll have to talk to my psychiatrist about this, deep down, I'm so terrified of dying that in some way it makes me happy when it's somebody else's turn and they haven't come for me yet. I think that's what's going on here. I'm very excited about some of the stories we have today. Kevin, are you familiar with a pumping party? Have you been to a pumping party? Does that sound like something you might like? Yes, but I can't talk about it on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not that kind. It's sort of that kind of pumping, actually. This is a woman named Cassia Rivera, delightful woman, who is pretending to be a doctor. She charges men, or did, used to, before she ended up in jail for killing one of them. She charges men... Big money to come to her apartment in New Jersey where she injects silicone into their penises to make them bigger. Oh, my God. You know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, certainly not me since I was about eight, but a lot of guys, they're always sure. looking for ways to increase the size a little bit. So, you know, you see an ad in the, you know, the back of the paper or something. You go, hey, I'll try that out. Well, the uh, man, 22-year-old named Justin Street, shows up at her apartment. He gets the procedure done, somehow develops a clot in his lungs, and he dies the next day. That is uh, story number one. Here's a bizarre story, even made more bizarre by the fact that we have listeners of the podcast here on The Kevin and Bean Show in Fort Collins, Colorado, who were at this movie theater that hit the news yesterday after a 66-year-old man was found dead in the restroom at the movie theater. Wow. He had been there, ladies and gentlemen, for five days <gasps> in one of the stalls do they not clean those do they stalls? not clean those stalls <laughs> that's what everybody's wanting to know oh, five days God. his uh, family had reported him missing three days later the police found his car outside the movie theater and then two days after that they found his body in the restroom doesn't it seem like every movie theater you've ever gone to they've had that little checklist on the yes. back of the door that says you know if this restroom needs attention please let someone on our staff know but there was never a check bot for bodies that was well, never were, on there 
There wasn't. I mean, I just, uh, it's a terrible, uh, tragic story. And as I say on the post at KeyRock.com, what was the last thing that dude, I mean, was he seeing Alvin and the Chipmunks and he just, that was it. He was just, he wanted to check out what happened. Yeah. He probably died in, in Gliss, though, because it was probably the biggest of his life. You know what I mean? If that's oh, what I killed see him, what you're saying. Yeah. If that's what killed him, he must have just gone, wow. <laughs> He, he, maybe, maybe you're right, Kevin. Uh, That's a yeah, good way to go. <laughs> they're going to have to put some new procedures in place at that movie you theater, think? though, and maybe check in the check in the stalls a little more frequently. Man. Here's a uh, just a quick couple of lines story because I'm sad because she was a 25 year old veterinarian from Australia on vacation in Malaysia. Kevin, you went to Africa. You got a chance to get up close and personal with some of these animals. How much did the guides there stress? Hey, we think we know what we're doing, but anything can go haywire at any time. It was. It wasn't that that tentative. They knew what they were doing, and they would they were fine. They were confident. Mm-hmm. But we went with a top rate place, you know, because yeah. we saved up and saved up. And there's a lot of like half half hearted. Uh, it's not where you want to do that. You don't right? skimp there. Yeah, yeah. Don't skip on protection from wildlife. No. She got within thirty feet of a pygmy elephant, which, by the way, is about five feet tall. Looks super cute. You would think that would be fairly safe, right? I didn't know they had midget elephants. Pygmy, pygmy elephants pygmy is what they're elephants? called. Which That's is a awesome. Diff- it's kind of a it's a subspecies of the African elephant, but yeah, they're just they couldn't be more adorable. And by the way, it's not like she went up and grabbed its trunk. She was thirty feet away when the little guy decided that he was going to charge her and kill her, and that's how she died. Oh, man. Elephant plus uh, human equals elephant is the one thing we've learned. Here's another bizarre story that also involves Australians. You're listening to an all-new Beans Death Corner here on the Kevin Bean Show today. This is a very strange story. They are best friends. They are driving home from a party in the early morning hours in separate cars. She's ahead of him. She loses control of her car. They're still investigating what happened to her. Hits a power pole mm. and dies. Oh, Terrible, no. tragic story, right? She's 19 years old. I hate to see this happen. He, driving a little bit behind her, sees the accident, pulls over, jumps out of his car, runs over to try to save her. In doing so, steps on the power line from the power pole that she has knocked oh. down with her car and is instantly electrocuted. Now they're both dead. Another passing motorist comes along a few minutes later and finds both bodies. Oh, best wow. best friends coming home from the same party, killed in separate accidents. Isn't oh, that wow. bizarre? That's so sad. And finally, because I knew that one would leave you sad, this one is going to cheer you up. This was the great one of the greatest headlines I've uh, ever seen. Man eats cocaine from brother's butt and dies. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> This is two brothers in South Carolina. They are arrested under suspicion of having drugs and booked into jail. 23-year-old older brother, D'Angelo Mitchell, says to his little brother, Wayne, Hey, uh, I got a bag of cocaine in my butt, so would you eat that for me so it's not discovered so that uh, you know we can get away, won't get charged with that, too? So Wayne, being a dutiful sibling, eats the cocaine, and of course it kills him because you know why? He just ate an ounce of cocaine. Oh. Yeah. So now D'Angelo has involuntary manslaughter charges on top of his drug charges to worry about. But, I mean, look. Wouldn't you love to hear that testimony in in court? (laughs) Okay, so let's go through the timeline. You put it up your butt. That's all I want. That's all I need to hear. (laughs) And look, I don't care how much you love your brother. I don't care how much you're trying to do what's right for your family or help you know help him out or something like that. If your brother says, "Hey, eat these drugs out of my ass," go ahead and feel free to say no. You're on your own on on that one. (laughs) This has been an all new Beans Death Corner. That was Beans Death Corner. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death so much. 
<laughs> yep, that gunshot sure will fly yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Good point. Boy. Uh, Good show. Oh, man. It's over. It's over. Oh, now I got to go back to work. Got a lot of cool old school Kevin and Bean bits, though. I, I yeah. like that we're highlighting, like, you know, their old celeb interviews. I like that. Yeah. Hearing that Good stuff. Good sesh. Yeah. Uh, keep those emails coming in, although I haven't done it in forever. Omar at krock.com. And definitely call the Afro line because we feature those almost on every episode. 323 520 AFRO. The B Team. Yeah. The B Team. The B Team. Oh, that's right. The B Team. Baby. And now, Mr. Uh, Dave Sanchez. What? Can you fill us in? Because I know you have more of an idea of who this Brandon Davis guy is than I do. Ah oh, man, like I said, I forgot. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It was. Uh, was it they were like, like they're uh, like socialites. I was going to say, yeah, like they're Paris like Hilton, they were like Paris Hilton. Yeah, the rich, the rich people, the socialites of of Los Angeles, and uh, they all turned on Lindsay Lohan, and he was the one who said Lindsay Lohan, the fire crotch, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they, I think they dated. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, so then like she, she he just started bashing her. By the way, B team, B holders, um, we're gonna play this bit, but understand that Mike created this character based on what he saw this douchebag do on TMZ. Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch. It was one video. Yeah, it was yeah. one video. And he took this and created, you know, things out of thin air. Just to be funny, okay? He's not, <laughs> like, trying to personally attack Lindsay Lohan, which I think maybe, like, in today's society, I think we walk on eggshells a little bit too much. You yeah. know what I mean? Not that I think any beeholes is going to get offended by this. No, no, no. But, they're going to uh, love it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but it's just kind of like explaining how then and now it's so different. We wouldn't be able to get away with playing something like this. Uh, we, let's play it. We'll listen to it uh, along with you beeholes. And I want to get Dave's impression of uh, if we would be able to do this. Uh, if we would be able to air it? Yeah. yeah all right. Here we go. Let's do it. Sweating with you. Are we friends? Yes. Fr- friends with you? Okay. I thought so. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right, well, brought, I'm excited to hear the words. So he didn't bring in a CD. He brought in his guitar. I brought He's, in my guitar okay. because I'm a performer. <laughs> you are? And I, I thought I'd sing a song for you. I don't know that I've ever heard you perform. You've never. Performed. This might not go very well. Right. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough. Because like version. I said, I have, I've only come up with the song. I haven't really recorded it with my friend Scott Storch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, right. All right. Here we go. This is called Firecrotch, right? <clears throat> Firecrotch. You like that, Lisa? Mm-hmm. So That's far. That's pretty. <laughs> that well-adjusted mic is talented. Yeah. Her vagina is a freckly volcano <laughs> Shooting lava made a bright red pubic Now it's just Mike, Just imagine a hairy red tomato <laughs> It's enough to make a blind man stop and stare It's beautiful. See, because yeah. it's ugly. But blind people can't see. <laughs> right, we got that. <laughs> it's quite smelly in Armenians' armpits or two-day-old Chinese food. And her belly is engulfed in flames erupting from her fire, fire crotch. Oh. It's disgusting. Go back to your cheap motel. You fire crotch. A stinky beaver. 
There's inferno in between her legs. Her boobies look like two fried eggs. An inferno in between her legs. Verse number two. (laughs) For you. Here we go. Her vagina is a cavernous debacle <laughs> A camel toe like a big banana split <laughs> Tell me please, Mr. Wilmer Valderrama How could you bang that wrinkly old catcher's mitt? Oh. Like a catcher's mitt <laughs> <laughs> Right With the space in between them Like the gap in Tory Spelling's breasts <laughs> When she don't wear panties There's dandruff on her toes oh. Erupting from her Fire crutch That's beautiful A red-headed taco <laughs> Go back to your cheap motel Sing it if you know Fire it. crutch a stinky beaver <laughs> An inferno in between her legs An inferno in between her legs Her boobies look like two fried eggs wow. Thank you! Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon, thank, you. thank you! Thank you! That song is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, we would be able to play that. Yeah? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's a character, uh, it's, it's a new story, it, it was a new story, yeah, I, I think we would get away with that. Love it! Hey, but speaking of, uh, of, of songs about people, should we tease next week? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, sure, tease it. Kelly, don't eat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, Ralph Garman brought it up, uh... In uh, his podcast. So, uh, yeah, you can go to patreon.com and just search The Ralph Report. And he was on there talking about uh, his Kelly Don't Eat parody. Yeah. And so we're going to get lightning in here and we're going to talk to him about Ozzy threatening him with a baseball bat. Yeah, that so, that was real. So, yeah. yeah. So, so that's And the that's whole thing, because I think he, did you, uh, did you record that song or did lightning do it? I think Lightning did. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Doing Lightning that. knows everything about the the song and yeah. then the reaction, yeah. how we aired it when we aired it. Uh, yeah, because I was just a phone up at the time, so I just remember him, like Ozzy, Ozzy. Uh, well, we'll get oh to it, but God. that's. I hope we can do it next week. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, stop being on vacation, Lightning. Yeah, jerk. 